Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome one, welcome all. The, the time has come. You know, the Batman's in theaters, and we have fired up the bat signal. For the first time ever, we almost got an entire year in without having to do this, an emergency edition of the NFC East Mixtape, the greatest podcast that SB Nation puts out. Why? Because you can hear it on every single home of every NFC East team at SB Nation. Blogging the boys, Bleeding Green Nation. Big Blue View, and of course, Hogs Haven. I am R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys. He is Brandon Lee Gotten from Bleeding Green Nation. Brandon, it is so great to be with you, my friend. <laughs> oh, man, I can't even imagine any Hogs Haven listeners listening to this. This isn't, it's not going to be the podcast that's going to make you feel better at all about the freaking dumbest move you could make this offseason, which was give up things for Carson Wentz. RJ, I, I can't. That's where I come. That's my like the essence of the take is is this like I can't believe like because you think teams are dumb, right? And they're going to make dumb moves. But like you give them some benefit of the doubt because it's like they won't do something that stupid, right? Like, but they did. <laughs> so let me say this. Um, and we tweeted this from Blogging the Voice. I have been down to the dumps as far as football lately. And you know how it goes, like, especially, you know, with our jobs, we're very, very blessed and very fortunate to have these jobs. BLG's got a pup in his face. Um, great to see you. Spread the love. Uh, you know how it is, though, when, when like, I'm sure when the Eagles are bad or, or the funk is real, you're just like, you don't even care. Like, you, you don't, you you can't even tolerate anything football-wise, like, because because it's your life, you know what I mean? You're in it. And so, like, I have been in this funk. I have been so upset. I needed this. Like, we know. I, I I needed something to sink my teeth into. And I will say this. I think the NFC East mixtape needed this. We fell into an awkward trap this week uh, with Volume 47 where we recorded in the magical hour where Aaron Rodgers had returned to the Packers, but Russell Wilson had not been traded. I actually asked Brandon. I said, do you think the episode's good? He was lazy. He said, yeah, it's good. We don't have to re-record. But lo and behold, the NFC East gods had something in store. So I'm actually kind of appreciative that we get a chance to, to sort of redo this week. Uh, but you obviously, you know, sort of gave it away. The reason we're here, the Indianapolis Colts got somebody to give them something for Carson Wentz. Amazingly, Carson Wentz has fetched draft capital in back-to-back years, Brandon Lee Godden. Uh, he is the newest quarterback of the Washington Commanders. Appropriate that this would land the week that Ben Simmons is not going to play in Philadelphia. I have to imagine that Carson Wentz is already feeling the stress of having to return to the city of brotherly love. Oh, he's going to get booed with like, he's going to get incredibly booed when he comes back to Philly. It's it's incredible that this is happening, that there's going to be Jalen Hurts versus Carson Wentz. I mean, how is that not a week one matchup like that? I've been saying I want to see the Eagles and Cowboys play in week one because it hasn't happened in like forever. And I think it would be interesting to do that and make sure they're 
are actually maybe or a higher chance of two meaningful Eagles Cowboys games because they keep getting booked at the end of the year and it's like meaningless for one team or both teams. But we need to see this matchup. And I just want to give a shout out to the listeners here on the note of the mixtape here, RJ. Uh, maybe the podcast is cursed because we keep recording it on Tuesdays and stuff keeps happening and it gets outdated uh, as pointed out here by at fly underscore by underscore nightmare uh, who said we have to change the recording day. Michael 12026 uh, said he's looking forward to the mixtape. Um uh, I test takes was listening to the mixtape you doing your parody voice for the commanders talking up Ron Rivera when the news broke of the Carson Wentz trade and then Chris Carbaugh at DA underscore C train uh, saying that uh, the NFC mistake dropping seems to mean that we can expect a busy news day to make the podcast dated. So uh, shout out to all the listeners in anticipation and in, in, in participating in the uh, discourse of the podcast. But uh, it is truly tremendous RJ. This is the, this is the right time for a long time. I've said on air here to you. I'm like, when is it? When do we do the emergency NFC mixtape episode? And this is well, we, clearly we threw the right out, time. We threw out the the idea of the last time was when a really notable name changed teams in the NFC East. And, and granted, that was purposeful. Uh, when DeMarco Murray left in free agency right. now seven years ago. I uh, can't believe it's been that long, by the way. Wow. Uh, but we were like, it needs to be something like that. And that ultimately landed here. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, by the way, the entire NFC East will play the AFC South in 2022 yes. so Carson Wentz gets three games against uh the teams that he has in played Indy. for he has to go back to Indy right. so he's gonna get booed there too in addition to Philly like that's, that's incredible um I wanted to throw out one more Twitter user Pars and Gars whose Twitter is actually Gars yes. Pars in said finished listening to this week's one uh, episode when I looked at Twitter and found out talking about the Carson Wentz trade of course uh BLT's on Twitter Brandon Gunn I'm on Twitter at RJ Ochoa if you um are watching on YouTube we certainly appreciate you as well you can see this on both the blog and the voice and Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channels again this episode you can access in a number of different places so okay let's kind of get to this um first of all Ron Rivera biggest loser like i know we're not here to do like biggest i don't know that there's a biggest winner uh, like I, I think the two biggest losers are ron rivera for ron rivera's reasons and terry mclaurin because he's just trapped but ron rivera ah we're calling everybody guys we're doing everything we can throw bouquets of roses at my feet because i am doing the job of a head football coach whoa ron holy crap you last year you whipped out the rolodex and you called up curtis samuel this year you decided that in the game of american football you need a quarterback holy crap hall of fame right now let's do it um they missed on russell wilson by the way again we didn't get to cover his trade of the denver broncos but both the commanders and eagles i know you wrote about that at bleeding green nation uh had trade offers for the former seattle seahawks quarterback russell would not waive his no trade clause for either team obviously chose tough. denver uh in the very end tough look for you i i get to still love russell wilson um i know you're you love well, him. i Takes, still like him well, but you know it's some some shine is gone. That's okay. You know, Santa Claus isn't real. I made that joke on a different show uh, lately, but you know, it's okay. And We're that not is a joke because he is real. Just this for is the uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For all the kids listening, I was just I'm in I'm in a bad mood. Uh, like I said, uh, but so this is the master plan. This is worse. This is worse than if you throw money, like not even sizable money, but if you throw some money in free agency 
at Andy Dalton. Like that's a more preferable plan to me. Jimmy Garoppolo, you talked about how the the PR campaign behind that would have been, look, this is a quarterback who's been to the Super Bowl, has been to multiple NFC championship games. It's coming off an NFC championship game, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That would have been easier to sell. We all would have rolled our eyes at that. But this is like literally the worst possible thing. There were murmurings. Hogshaven was all over this too, uh, that they were going to be interested in Jameis Winston in free agency if and when he does hit the market, unless the New Orleans Saints do bring him back. They're uh, kind of one of these last bridesmaids left without a, a quarterback to give them a rose, so to speak. Um, but um, th- this is, I mean, it, like objectively, is this not to, to, to pay what they did and then to literally pay because they're paying his actual $28 million salary. I mean, this is literally the worst thing that the commanders could have done. Is it not like this is the worst off season of like, they make me feel so good about the Cowboys. That's like how, that's how badly they are operating right now. Yeah, because if you do nothing, then okay, at least you didn't spend the picks. I mean, it's not great. Like you did nothing, and now you're still bad. It's not a solution, but like you didn't. This may this is worse. Yes, this is the worst thing. It's incredible to me for so many reasons. Like number one, though, like, uh, contrasting with the Jimmy G of it all, like we could at least sell that to some extent. And like you said, we'd still roll our eyes at it. We wouldn't believe it, but you could at least like make it a talking point. What is the talking point with Carson Wentz? That he was the number two overall pick? Okay. Like, that's been a while ago. He hasn't played, like, the it's, number two overall pick. It's the offseason of number two overall picks. Marcus Mariota, <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky, Carson Wentz. Their time is coming, baby. Watch out. But this, the timing is so awful. Speaking of timing, this is the same day, RJ, that, uh, as I wrote about on, for BleedingGreenNation.com, that this little anecdote came out about how Carson Wentz, quote, voiced his displeasure with the Eagles' success, end quote, to other injured players during the Eagles' Super Bowl run. So like, this I saw this on the same day. I didn't get a chance to read this. Like we were talking, I had a very busy day uh, prior to, to jumping on the emergency episode here with you. Explain that. I haven't read the story yet. I, I will, bleedinggrenation.com. But so Carson Wentz was pissed. Look, like everything, every conspiracy theory that anyone has ever really had about Carson Wentz wound up being true. Is it not? Yeah, I mean, the the context there is that it wasn't even an article about Carson Wentz, like just crapping on him randomly out of the blue. It was a it was an anecdote in a story about and contrasting it how Jalen Hurts is like, you know, has good intangibles and Carson Wentz, by contrast, did not. And um, so it was brought up in that context. And I've heard that before, too. So that's not just coming out of nowhere. Um, but I mean, we've seen it over the years. There's been like endless reports about Carson Wentz not being a good teammate. And obviously, like, I, I just don't get this part. Again, how do you sell it when Frank Reich was like Carson Wentz's remaining biggest believer and Frank Reich gave up on him? Everyone was like, Indy's the place. He's going to get fixed. He's going to do great. Well, he didn't. And he melted down in epic fashion against the freaking Jacksonville Jaguars. Who, who the commanders still have to play this year as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> so no, no, you're right. Like, No guarantee you win that game. It's, um, it's, it's, like, it's, un- it's unthinkable. It's unthinkable for any team to do it, right? Like, it's, It would be one thing if Carson had gotten cut. And you're the team that's like, okay, let's sure. sign him. You, like, you never know. Maybe that, like, the, the second overall pick thing, maybe that comes into play. Uh, but to give up assets for him. Valuable it was, assets. It was still stupid of Chris Ballard to do it last year. And I, sure. I maintain, I've, I've been the only dude who's, like, ripping the Colts for this, by the way. I know even you have championed my well, I ripped them that. at the time last year. I thought it was a dumb well, trade. But like, yeah. And now, now I hate that everyone's like, well, good job by the Colts. Yeah, good job by the Colts, like, climbing out of the pit. They they jumped right. into, they cannonballed into this thing. Well, but anyway. the Howie Roseman thing. It's like, right. oh, he's doing a good job rebuilding the team. Okay, we tore it down. 
anyway. So um, here's what the Commanders gave up, uh, just to kind of get there. They gave up a their third round pick this year in 2022. Uh, they swapped second round picks with the Colts this year. Um, what picks are those exactly? I know you have like, that information. I think it was like 47 to 41, something like that, or 47 okay. to 42. And you said the value of the dip that the Commanders are taking yep. is equivalent to a fourth round pick. So they kind of effectively surrendered a fourth round pick this year. Uh, and they also gave up a third round pick next year that is a conditional second, becomes a second round pick, similar to the situation that Indianapolis was in with their second and now first going to Philadelphia. Uh, the commander's condition is that he plays 70% of plays. Again, a little bit different language than uh, what the Colts had going on. So what could amount to ultimately uh, as a third, a second, and a swap of a second. So yeah, that's a valuable asset. Like people freaked out when when the Rams gave that up for Von Miller and he wound up helping them win the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like this is insane. And then the money, like the Colts didn't take on any of Carson Wentz's money. Like Washington has to pay it all. And that's significant still too. Like it's, that's not great. So it's just, it's, they, they were clearly totally desperate at quarterback. And I get that they were, um, I don't fully buy that. Like, cause people were like, Oh, they should have been played it closer to the vest. I mean, I don't know. Does that really make a difference? Like everyone knew they needed a quarterback. Uh, it doesn't really help to say it. It'd be so transparent about it. But they were stuck in a tough spot. It wasn't like they had amazing options. But I just don't think I just don't think this was the option. And they have the potential to kind of uh, like get lucky in terms of if they still take a quarterback, like let's say Malik Willis at Kenny Pick Pickett at number eleven, and they turn out to be great, and they maybe Carson Wentz gets benched for them, and they thrive. Like okay, maybe that'll work out. But geez, I mean, you can't feel amazing about that. And even so, even if that is the case, it was still a dumb decision to trade for Carson Wentz. It's a really bad move. I just don't see, I don't see the sell. I keep coming back to that, RJ. What is the sell if you're Washington? The only thing I can think of is that once upon a time in 2017, which was a long time ago now, Carson Wentz had a really good game against the Carolina Panthers. Ron Rivera was present for in Carolina, and that was kind of like the game that really crystallized Carson Wentz's MVP. It was Thursday Night Football, right? That, yes. that game? Yeah. And like the Eagles' legitimacy as like a Super Bowl team for a lot of people, a lot of Eagles fans, they will say that game is the game they remember that was like, okay, this is this is going to be a special season. Um, this they're, they're for real. So maybe it was that, but like, come on, bro. Like a game, what, like five or six or whatever years ago now, six seasons ago? Even, like, if, it, even if it's not the game, like because like, how I mean, how many times have you said this, but how many times have people said this? Like, oh, well, Carson Wentz was going to win MVP in 2017 before he got hurt, right? Like, even if you even if you believe he would have won MVP, and there's a certifiable case that he would have if he hadn't gotten hurt. Sure. That was five years ago. You know, like, that was so long That's ago. That's forever ago in the NFL. Like, to, to put that in perspective, like, we, the most recent Super Bowl at the time was the Falcons collapse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's that's how long ago it was. And so, like, it would be one thing to do all this for this player, like who Carson Wentz is as a football quarterback, it would be extremely suspect and extremely questionable and extremely stupid. But there is also the fact that this dude has an incredible ego that is now responsible for his outing in not just one, but two places and not just two places, but literally the second place, like you said, the exact environment with the exact dude, the exact shield he needed. Where he Frank wanted Reich. to go. Well, at that, where he wanted to go, he made that bet. He had to line it. And what's more is you would have thought that if, if Carson Wentz's time in Indianapolis had not, you know, resulted in a championship fine but he never would have acted the way he did in like he did in philadelphia because at the very least he would have said okay you know what i can't be that guy anymore like i'm getting this fresh start this fresh opportunity i have to be somebody different but the fact that he is the exact same like this is so predictably going to go bad for the commanders um i tweeted this out 
Um, I purposely didn't tell you this before we started recording. Um, this is all of the capital given up by the Philadelphia Eagles, the Indianapolis Colts, and now the Washington Commanders to acquire Carson Wentz at three different points because the Eagles did trade up for the second overall pick uh, six years ago in 2022. Okay, so the Eagles, and correct me if I'm wrong with any of this, uh, gave up their... 2016? Yeah, so they're, yeah, that's what I said. Uh, it's 2022. Yeah, that was six that's years it. ago. That's what I said. 2022 was six years ago? I said six years ago. Now that we're in 2022. Just okay. rewind the tape if you don't believe me. Anyway, so they gave up their um, their first, or not their first, their first round pick in 2016, which was number eight overall. Um, they gave up their third round pick in 2016, uh, their fourth round pick in 2016. So the moment of trading, the Philadelphia Eagles gave up their first, their third, and their fourth in that very next draft. They also gave up their first round pick in 2017, which, you know, fine, whatever, and their second round pick in 2018. Is that correct? Sounds like it. Okay. The Indianapolis Colts then gave up their third round pick a year ago, which, as you mentioned, uh, the the um, excuse me, the Eagles wound up trading to the Cowboys of all teams to move up from twelve to ten uh, to draft Devonte Smith. So that pick actually helped the Eagles let the Cowboys take Micah Parsons. Thanks a lot, Carson Wentz, uh, who is now going to be hunting down Carson Wentz. Look at that; the whole world goes full circle. Uh, but to the Eagle, uh, the Colts. Goodness gracious, there's so many teams here. Uh, the Colts gave up their third round pick last year and what became their first round pick this year. It was a second. There was a conditional first at the time like we talked about a moment ago now the commanders have given up their third round pick this year their third potentially second round pick next year and swapped second round picks this year so all told the just volume and i tweeted this out if you want to look at it right now uh the volume of picks given up there's uh, five picks by the eagles two picks by the Colts and two picks by the commanders. So that is nine draft picks, uh, two of three of them first round picks um, and uh, a pick swap as well. So 10 picks ultimately changing hands in some way, shape or form all in the name of this mediocre quarterback. It's insane. I mean, you know, once upon a time, he did have potential and he did look good at one point. But again, it's forever ago. He's not the same player in terms of the dynamic athleticism and obviously he hasn't gotten better in the areas he's really struggled at in terms of fumbling still does that a lot in terms of hero ball how many times last year did he make going back to as, like as recently as week 18 which again blew the whole season where he's just doing totally like too much and stupid stuff it's just it's really incredible rj i want to read you uh really quick here some instant reaction from our good friends uh, hogs haven on twitter at least uh a little censored here since it's a family show are you <laughs> effing kidding me was their first reaction to the adam Schefter tweet breaking the news of the eagles uh sorry not the eagles the commanders acquiring carson wentz and then the follow-up tweet was and i read verbatim no, 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 no. This can't be real life. Um, so along those lines, uh, the, uh, the post with the news at hogshaven.com has 660 comments. And if you're not a frequent SB Nationer, uh, number one, shame on you. But number two, uh, if you were, you would know that anything that has that amount of comments is typically a very toxic thing. Like something horrible has happened or a team has won the Super Bowl. Like that's, that's when, you know, um, when and a post I reaches, I don't think it's the latter for Washington. Right. Yeah. So, um, it's again, it's just their post, like an announcing the news at the bottom though uh great 
great blogger trick here. They have a poll. Yeah, uh, the question, question BLG, <laughs> what grade does Washington get for the Carson Wentz trade? There are five options. A, B, C, D, classic options for grades. And the fifth option, Bruce Allen. Um, so <laughs> which, that, which has the plurality of the votes at 32%. But C, right. is, C is in second at 27. What are we do? And B is 19. What are we doing here? Um, I saw Matthew Barry, uh, the prominent fantasy analyst, who's notably a, a Commanders fan. Had, uh, he tweeted a video and it was like, uh, I actually want to get this uh, right because I don't, I don't want to. It was really funny. It made me laugh. Um, Matthew, he's on Twitter at Matthew Barry TMR. I, I don't know anybody who doesn't follow Matthew Barry. But the, the, the like caption on the tweet was official talking myself into Carson Wentz video. Um, and I don't know. I haven't watched the video. He might have meant like through the lens of fantasy. Um, but BLG, like being objective. Okay, because we have roasted him so far. Uh, I do just want to like list a couple of things here. Uh, so these are a couple of metrics uh, from our friends at Football Outsiders. Okay. Uh, so Carson Wentz in DYAR. What do you think he ranked in 2021? I knew all this because I looked this up and I was talking about this on uh, BGN radio. So I already know the answer. Okay. So he he was 16th. Now, just for perspective, Jalen Hurts, 17th. Just for perspective, Russell Wilson, 15th. Um, I actually looked this up uh, on uh, Tuesday on with when, with regards to Russell Wilson of all people. Right. So I, I had a, an eye on this as well. Uh, he was right around the same neck of the woods as Russ as far as YAR. Um, as far as DVOA, quarterback DVOA, he was 16th. Again, Jalen Hurts, 17th. Um, no big deal. You know, it is what it is. Uh, but uh, Dak Prescott, third, by the way, just you know, putting that out there. Uh, Carson Wentz, uh, VOA, 16th. And QBR, the all-important QBR, was 10th. All right, tenth, and this was I had this take on um, the SB Nation NFL show recently, uh, where I think like he's not the worst quarterback that's available. Like if if you ranked all of the quarterbacks okay. who who were available this offseason, like off of skill, just off of like skill, who they are, like if you played with, uh, as them in Madden, he's not the worst. I, I think he's an average quarterback. He's like the 16th best quarterback in the NFL. The problem is it's not worth a, the price or B putting up with the crap for that, yeah. you know, particular quarterback. And that clouds the judgment when you're looking at, at the move in this case. Um, it also like, it would be stupid for any team to do this, but let alone for this team to do this when you have to play the Eagles twice. Like I like that is a, those are two nightmare games brewing for the commanders right now. Also, just like the the lows are so low, they're so crushing because he's just gonna do stupid stuff that is like, and it's it's just gonna be so frustrating from an aesthetic standpoint at the very least that it's gonna be like hard, and that's why the Colts reach that point. They're like, we can't do this. It is too much. We we we, I hate the people who are trying to say actually he was good last year. He had the same he, QBR he as Russell like Wilson a, in a vacuum. He was an okay quarterback. No, he was that's not. All. No, he was not. Like twenty seven, he, he, he had so help. Misleading. He had help by way of Jonathan Taylor, but that's like yeah, but, but that was a, a lot of help. Jonathan Taylor like should have been the MVP. <laughs> argument. I mean, obviously it was Aaron Rodgers' award in the end, but like for a while there before Rodgers even started to heat up even more down the stretch, like Taylor really should have. The Colts were only in playoff position because of Jonathan Taylor. At least were primary first and foremost. The Colts had the fifth lowest passing percentage last year. They were running the ball a lot because they didn't trust their quarterback to throw the ball. Uh, sorry, I uh, I got distracted. Um, so we're we're, <laughs> we're doing this um, as uh, as a lot of things are happening in the world. Uh, Real Madrid and PSG are playing in the Champions League. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see where my allegiances lie. Uh, I want to give a shout match. out here to uh, since you're bringing up uh, something that people don't care about, I will bring up something many people care about, and that is uh, you called me Brandon Lee on the mixtape uh, on Tuesday, as opposed to including my last name. And uh, loyal listener of the podcast, Elizabeth, my friend E. Holy crap. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. Wow. It's all right. 
Uh, she <laughs> pointed out that uh, has anyone ever thought to use that in, as in like an adverb, like Brandon Lee, like, you know, like B-R-A-N-D-O-N-L-Y. So there you go. Um, you have no reaction. Oh, like, oh, like you're acting like Brandon Lee. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like that was very uh, Brandon Lee of you. I've never heard the, that before. I like it. I like that. I like how um how much our show belongs to the universe. You know what I mean? Like we really we're we're just we're just talking heads. It's like, the we really are, show, baby. Um, dude, holy crap! Real Madrid. When I when we no started, cares, I had I, no I threw this game on in the background, but I with my quad screen that everybody cares about, obviously, <laughs> and um. And like Manchester I, United I, fan over here pivoting to his Real Madrid fandom look, because he has to look soccer know, is a unique runner. sport. Look, Man United's my top team. I love Real Madrid's colors and they they are my Spanish team. Every, look, you don't have a Spanish team? I'm a Barcelona guy. Of course you are. Of course you are. Wow, that makes sense. Um, you know what we got to do is we got to like we just got to be like rivals on everything. Uh, I'm a Chelsea like, I'm guy you, first and foremost, but right, that's what I'm saying. I'm Man United first and foremost, but like you know Real Madrid. If I got to pick a Spanish team, uh, you're obviously Barcelona because you're wrong when it comes to all things. Uh, so you know it is what it is. Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. There's a a tweet. I forget who tweeted it. It might have been Jonathan Sharks from The Ringer um, when the DeAndre Hopkins trade happened. Um, If you'll recall... The like the way that news was reported, it was David Johnson that was first. Like as far as like the chron- like chronological order of it, like it was like the Houston yeah. Texans are trading for David Johnson. Everybody was like, oh, oh my gosh, a bunch of idiots. And then it was uh-huh. like, and DeAndre Hopkins is going to Arizona. And I remember, I think it was Jonathan Sharks had a tweet that was like, we were all saying if the Houston Texans gave up anything for David Johnson, then they are the dumbest team in the world. <laughs> and they wound up giving up DeAndre Hopkins. And like, that's how I feel about this. Like, how did you give up anything 
for Carson Wentz? Like, wh- wh- who were you betting against that you had to give up something for for the right to pay him this money? Like, <laughs> look, look, I'm not like I know our Hogs Haven listeners have like had this debate a thousand times. I'm not like you know trying to light the fire under the Taylor Heineke train again, but like that's a much more preferable route than this. Taylor Heineke definitely worse than Carson Wentz. Like definitely, no. no. Like and or okay, and let's say even he is. Like, okay, to what extent? Like, how much? What is the difference? <laughs> I, I I will say Carson Wentz offers a higher ceiling than Taylor Harnegie. Fully, wholeheartedly believe that. Because, I mean, you've, you've seen him play. Yes, it was very long ago, but he did play. He demonstrated he has, in theory, I don't think he possesses it now, but in theory, and just because athletically, too. I think he has athletic tools that give him a higher ceiling. But he's not coachable. He is not a good locker room guy. <laughs> what what is the selling point here i don't get it literally as you were saying who was washington like betting against joe banner for amigos president tweeted out as i'm looking reading through my timeline who did washington think they were bidding against he said the same, he said the same exact thing it's on it's there's no redeeming this decision even if this works out rj even if this turns out to somehow be a good move it was not a good process it's, no like, it was it was complete and total pure luck that's yeah. all it was I mean, and and I, I was saying this to Jimmy, but I'll repeat myself here. It would be like a self-own if Carson Wentz gets better because presumably he'd be getting better by realizing that, oh, I need to wake up and actually start to change and actually start to take the head coaching and not be as you know inclined to play hero ball and everything. And that would just prove everyone right like the whole time and actually be a better teammate. And if he did all that and he does turn out to be a good player, which is not going to happen and is very unlikely, but he would just be proving everyone's criticism of him correct. So first of all, um, you said that you said this with Jimmy. Um, as I understand it, the BGN radio audience, if they listen to their episodes in chronological order, they have not heard that yet. Um, sure. Right? Like that that is yet to yeah, come. That's all I'm saying. Might, like, you never know who's going to listen to what first. But yeah, I'm just saying don't don't spoil it for people. So you know that's all I'm well, saying. It's too late you know, now. Just be, just be cool. Uh, second thing is also like if there was ever a team to not be the hero on like a team to like drive the bus for it was the Colts like relative to their roster and the players that they had in their defense at Jonathan Taylor this Washington team is not that like no. <laughs> you know what I mean like if, if you're going to like now all of a sudden be the sidekick and not like this is not the hero to be the sidekick for uh, don't, so, like, don't okay. draft Terry McLaurin in fantasy you're gonna don't do that pro tip don't do that um Next up that I was going to say, uh, we got a comment from Philly Kale on Twitter. I tweeted out a screen grab so that I could chop my Real Madrid jersey uh, or kick, excuse me. Um, and Philly Kale said, I want to watch live to talk about Commander Carson. Dude, I forgot about that. that did you wow. see this? Um, that was so hang on. Let me find the tweet. Um, Adam Schefter in tweeting out all the news. Uh, I'm just reading this verbatim. Washington is paying the full $28 million due to Carson Wentz this year, which includes a $5 million roster bonus due next week. And then he entered a line. So, like, this line was, like, fully emphasized. From now on, it's Commander Carson. I did Commander see that. Carson. Commander Carson. Like, it like sounds his... like... Uh, well, Schefter's so, weird. Actually, he might just be we, doing something weird. Well, we were talking uh, on Wednesday morning before all this happened uh, about how we messed up. We like we can just admit that the last NFC's mixtape, not our best work. We didn't even mention that Survivor's premiering tonight. So like, what a gift from the Survivor gods that we got a chance wow. to sit here and talk about this. Uh, but Commander Carson reminds me, if you watch Big Brother, I know you've seen it before. You know the, um, the one veto competition where they have to look at the comic book drawings of themselves and they're all like silly cartoon names like like brandon lee you know what i mean or whatever um like that's what commander carson is commander carson is like the the like comic book superhero 
at the like it, where you're checking out in the grocery line, like in with, with the gum and the mints and stuff like that. Like that's the type of quality comic book it is. Commander Carson. Commander is Carson Carson's wins today. Even like their quarterback next year. No. Yeah. <laughs> um. Wow. Uh, Dan Orlovsky. Um. <laughs> Carson Wentz is. I was I was going to say Carson Wentz's biggest fan. I think a more apt description might be Carson Wentz's only fan. Um, but uh, he tweeted. I just lost this. I'm trying to find this now. It's been a crazy day. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I can do this, BLG. Uh, um, be silent and let you twist in the wind. That's really mean. Um, it's right here. I saw it a moment ago. Um, he, he oh, here we go. My reaction to Wentz being traded is simple. What do you think it was? <laughs> he, he, he loves Carson Wentz, so it's probably like he's excited for it. This is what he wrote. He has this season to save his career as an NFL starter. No, it's over. Like, it's it's over. Well, I mean, he's he not an NFL starter. This year, but, yeah. I can't believe he's going to start for an NFL team. Although, granted, the commanders are not an NFL team, to be fair. I mean, I think this is his last year in the NFL because he's not going to get another chance after this. And knowing Carson Wentz the way I do, he's not going to like take a backup role. He's, he's not going to like, unless he totally changes his personality or whatever, or he's like desperate for money. I can't see that. Like something that I feel like don't get, doesn't get talked about a whole lot because it doesn't need to, and it shouldn't. But remember when Sam Bradford kind of just like faded out of the NFL, he was starting for the Cardinals and then he got bent and then he was gone. Like he, he was good enough to probably be a backup for some teams. There were probably worse backups in the league when he had gotten demoted. That, but guess what? Sam Bradford, who put up a big stink when the Eagles drafted Carson Wentz and won it out after that and was pretty embarrassing when he didn't get what he wanted originally and had to come back to the team and ultimately did get moved. But like, my point is there are guys like that who think they're the guy always, no matter what, and Sam Bradford taking number one overall, Carson Wentz taking number two overall. They're not, they're not going to be a backup. So I think this is Carson Wentz's last year in the, not even just as a starter in the NFL. I think if if it doesn't work out this year, he's done. It's over. You know, we talk so much about how like elite quarterbacks, um, like they go from being elite quarterbacks to like nothing, like overnight, right? Like Peyton Manning's career, he goes from being like Peyton Manning to like just a dude, and you know, like from one night to the next. And that's kind of how like if you're a backup quarterback, you're in the NFL or you're just not. Like there are the like the Chase McDaniels of the world are like that's Chase the Daniels. Tom Brady life of of or Chase Daniels. Gosh. Uh, it's like there's too many Daniels, McDaniels, like Mc, there's McDaniel now. Like there's too much going on here. Uh, but Chase Daniels is like the Tom Brady of backup quarterback life. Um, mm -hmm. you know, you get those guys every now and then, but like, and sometimes they pop up on TV, like Dan Orlovsky. But I mean, generally speaking, you're right. You just like, you're just gone, like in, in a moment's notice. And like, dude, man, I am already cringing at the, you know, like Instagram post or like the way Carson's going to sound in his like first press conference. And he's going to wear like a suit with the like burgundy tie and like, dude no like this is so lame and I, I actually think it's a it's big loser energy if the commanders go through that because like you cannot roll out the red carpet for this dude like that's the problem is that everyone has continued to roll out the red carpet for him and fed into his ego i don't i wonder how he feels about this i don't think he's thrilled with this like because he really wanted to go to Indy. Like he he was buying into this is gonna get my career back on track. There was they got they got great places to hunt. Yeah. Well, right, yeah. Right. Well, honestly, seriously, I was just about to get to that. Like there was this talk that like the Midwest culture, like that's a better fit <laughs> for him than Philly. Like 
I mean, I, just, I, I don't think he's going to like be thrilled about going to Washington where he doesn't really know anyone. And it's no like players aren't totally dumb in terms of like he knows Washington's a dumpster fire and he's going to find out quickly as we talked about why like Russ wasn't going to go and why Aaron Rodgers weren't going to go to Washington about how they're like their practice facilities over here and then their stadiums over here. And it's like all far. It's like inconvenient and it's like a joke. Like he's going to realize all that pretty quick because he was with the Colts who, you know, they haven't obviously had a lot of playoff success recently but they're at least like they have stability as an organization and for the eagles for all the things wrong with them they at least have like some of the off the field stuff together and stuff like that at least when it comes to like having a facility like a normal facility and all of that uh he's gonna find out quickly that this is a really bad situation and i don't think he's gonna be thrilled about that so you already have like this kind of not great leader being in like this unideal situation and he's probably only going to be a malcontent like it's it's a recipe for disaster do you think he gets benched this year in what week? Because I think they're hmm. going to draft a quarterback at 11. I think you're right. Um, that'd be so funny. I, I, I will say, yes, he gets benched. So that would be the second time in three years that he's benched for a rookie. Well, the second time in three years, theoretically, assuming they draft somebody and, and that's right. who gets benched for. Um, I can't, I won't answer the week. I'll, I'll answer the week when the schedule comes out. Cause okay. a lot of it depends on like the narrative. You know what I mean? Like in the bye week, you know, sure, all that. Right. Like, so some of it depends on that, but, um, I, I he'll be benched before Thanksgiving. I'll throw that out there. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, there's no way. There's, there's like, dude, and like, we haven't even talked about this, or talked about this from like, and like, we can close here from a Washington perspective. Just a series of L's, like, like a series of L's, like L after L after L after L for the Commanders. Like, what, what is the last thing that they have done? Any, like, it can be anything. Like, literally a single thing. Like, oh, you know that the cup they had was cool like what was the last thing they did that you were like man that's cool yeah I, I, i'd like a piece of that nothing like there's nothing this is this the continue to take you know how people like people say this about the cowboys like they you know man they take one step forward and two steps back like they do that every year washington only moves back that's it like they're they're stuck in reverse yeah it's i it's just incredible i just speechless is kind of the uh the word i would use although i'm saying it out loud so i'm quite literally not speechless but figuratively i, I I, I I can't believe it. I really can't believe they would be this dumb. I thought for as bad as they were, they were better than this, and apparently not. I it's it's incredible. Um, so there's a post that just went out like moment like seconds ago at Hogshaven.com. The title is Carson Wentz as a commander. Tell us how you really feel. Um, and all it says is the Washington Commanders traded multiple day due picks and are on the hook for Carson Wentz's $28 million salary this year. Sound off. And they have opened it for comments. I don't think that it is going to go well. BLG. Much like the Carson Wentz era in Washington. Wow. Um, grade this for me. One to whatever you want. I mean, like, I'm not <laughs> huh? great, grade this, like great, grade, grade it grade however what? you want this. The Carson Wentz trade for uh, one. Why for would you say one? Well, okay. Scale one to ten. Grade. Yeah, or, like, letter it grade? can be scaled up like one to like you know. Here, grade this like, for me. Butterfly. What, okay. One to what well, that's saying, like, here? like one to liver and onions. Like it can be anything you want. Like what is the worst thing you can equate this to that is a legitimate grade? I mean, Bruce Allen is really the good way to put it. Like Hogshaven did. Point. Yeah. Like that's kind of the perfect way. Um, because this is something that they would do if he was still here which hey guess what it's not just about Bruce Allen it's about Dan Snyder uh 
there's there's nothing redeemable about this. Don't don't do it, Washington fans. Don't talk yourself into it because I know you're, you're gonna do it because you have to do it and you're a fan. And it's gonna get to be like I was saying to you, RJ, on the mixtape yesterday. Like you're gonna get to you might not be you know jazzed about the Cowboys right now, but you'll get to August and you'll be like talking yourself into it. I remember Eagles fans were talking themselves into Juan Castillo, their offensive line coach, becoming the defensive coordinator. Like fans will talk That's- themselves. Into Texas anything. A&I, Javelina, Juan Castillo. Let's put some respect on Juan's name. That's all I'm, I'm saying. Just, it's not disrespectful to Juan Castillo. It's no, that, no, that was you the never worst idea of all time. Your offensive line coach, your defensive coordinator. <laughs> Pretty simple. Uh, um, it's just like, but don't do it. Don't do it. Don't talk yourselves into it. It's not going to be worth it. Like, you're just, it's going to cause pain. You should be out on this from the beginning. And if he happens to prove you wrong, which is very unlikely, but if he did, then okay, then you, you'll live with that. You'll live with being wrong. You can't go into this having optimism. You can't. You have to abandon all hope with this case. It's just, it's. It, there's nothing to hang your hat on. What do I always say? This is an organization that can't hang their, hang their hat on anything that acquired a quarterback who can't hang their hat on anything. The last thing I'll say on this, um, I mean, dude, wow. This is, this is the only way I can put this in perspective. A football fan, like in a hypothetical world, a New York Giants fan with Joe Judge returning in 2022 has more reasons for optimism than a Commanders fan whose team just traded for Carson Wentz. Is that fair to say? It's bleak. (laughs) And dude, what an L you have taken. Ron Rivera knows what he's doing. Ron Rivera is so great. Ron Rivera is so smart. Ron Rivera is so awesome. How do the Cowboys do in the playoffs this year, by the way? Dude, this is an embarrassment for Ron Rivera. Like to, to have his name on this, is an embarrassment. Like this is an embarrassment of all embarrassment. I've never this said, is a king of embarrassments. I never said he was a good personnel guy. I never said that. <laughs> I never check the tapes. I never said that. Mm-hmm-hmm. Um. Okay. Well. Uh. Great. Great. Great win for Real Madrid for the Dallas Cowboys for the Philadelphia Eagles for the New York Giants. It's rare that we have a moment of unity here on the NFC's mixtape, but that is what Carson Wentz has done. Um. This will not be titled as a volume it's not volume 48 this is an emergency edition we finally got to do it so in that sense like it really is appropriate that it was carson Wentz that that you know got us to fire off this signal have you seen the new batman by the way speaking of the bat signal not yet. yet i will i will be getting to it at some point but not sure when but i'm looking forward to it all right um well i think we've said it all brandon lee we've done it very brandon lee um so the final Five words belong to you. The final five words belong to you. Make them great. Make them great is three words. Give us five words. Come on. Do it actually. Give us actually five words. You can do it. Carson Wentz sucks so much. You should have gone with sucks at football. Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. 
How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. 